It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder go 0-2 on the weekend. SGA appears on the injury report. Dave Bliss has a very interesting basketball journey. They play the Hawks tonight to wrap up the road trip in their final game without Mark Degnott. What will happen tonight against the Hawks? What happened this weekend? How did Josh Giddy pour in all those three-pointers on Saturday? We're going to discuss it all on Locked on Thunder, on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on Locked On Thunder Podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Rylan Styles, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O-Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to recap this weekend for the Thunder. The Thunder go 0-2 on the weekend against the Bucks and the Celtics. SGA is on the injury report, Dave Bliss's interesting basketball journey, and a preview of tonight's Hawks game. But let's start with SGA. SGA appears on the injury report for the first time this season. He is questionable with an ankle injury tonight in Atlanta. It looked as though it happened at the end of the Boston game on Saturday. It looks like he kind of came up lame around the 140 mark or so, like somewhere like in the later stages of the game. In my opinion, if SGA is not 100%, you shouldn't play him or close to it. I know that, you know, in any athletic, you know, in any professional sport, football, basketball, baseball, after game one, nobody's at 100% health. Uh, but if SGA is limping or gimmicking at all, I don't think you should play him. I think that you should uh, slow play SGA in this instant. And we're going to hear more about this injury from Dave Bliss at 5 p.m. today. So stay tuned on Twitter for that at Ryland underscore styles. But if this ankle injury has been lingering and then just kind of kind of compounded on itself, right, at the end of the uh, at the end of the Boston game. Maybe that explains the lack of efficiency this last week. But, I again, I do not think that he should play tonight. I think that if he's hurt at all, if he is feeling uh, not himself at all, you shouldn't risk it, and you shouldn't play him. But we'll see what they do tonight against Atlanta. But Dave Bliss, who is the acting head coach for the Thunder, as, of course, uh, Mark is back at Oklahoma City, with his wife, Ashley, about to have a baby, or maybe they've already had the baby. I'm not sure on that front, but uh, preparing for that to happen. Uh, I, I think that Dave Bliss's interviews have been really funny. I mean, at one point, he took the microphone and leaned back in his chair like Dirk Nowitzki and, and said it was an ode to Dirk Nowitzki. Now, he's been a really relaxed and calm and uh, interesting guy to talk to. And I think that his basketball journey is really interesting. I mean, he's played against Al Horford in college whenever Bliss was at Georgia and Al Horford was at uh, Florida. He talked about what's like playing at Al Horford, like jokingly said, he fouls every time he goes to that hook shot in the post. Uh, and so I think that 
it's interesting how in the basketball world, it's so small and connected to where all these guys have stories. Like he's coaching Derek favors who Dave bliss recruited whenever favors was in high school, Dave bliss tried to recruit him to Georgia. Of course, favors eventually went to Georgia tech and didn't go to Georgia, but still Dave bliss was a part of that recruitment team for Derek favors. Like it's weird how, you know, he's just connected to two of these current players who both have ties to the thunder. And of course, Dave bliss was a coach for Al Horford last year as well. And now this year for Derek favors. And I think that it's also funny just how the stars kind of aligned where his first ever game as the acting head coach was in his home state and kind of near his hometown in Milwaukee uh, in order to play the Bucks, And his third game as an acting head coach is in a state he played college ball in, in Georgia, in Atlanta. And so it's just weird how the stars align for Dave Bliss to have this kind of incredible weekend as the acting head coach. One thing I found interesting was that he and Jerry both praised Cameron Woods, the developmental coach for the, for the Thunder, about the team's defense, uh, saying that Woods is responsible for how good the defense has played so far this year. And I think that because there has been some wacky scores in those first two games, blowout losses, and because of the record's not incredible, it's also not terrible, but it's not incredible, uh, that we kind of forget or, or overlook how good the defense is. If you take the defense right now, it's the 13th ranked defense in the NBA. If you take the defense right now and take away those games against Utah and Houston to start the year whenever they got blown out, kind of those outlier games, you take those two games away, it's a top 10 defense in the NBA. So Cam Woods deserves, deserves a ton of credit for that because the big storyline entering this season was about, well, how does this roster play defense? If you're going to play small, if you're not going to have a traditional center, how do you make up for that fact? How do you still compete defensively? And not only have they competed, but thanks to Cam Woods, they have been a top 10 defense in this league. So, so I think that he deserves, deserves a ton of credit. So I'm glad that Dave Bliss and Jerry gave him that this weekend. Speaking of the weekend, the Thunder took on the Bucks and the Celtics, uh, two games that both felt like we were watching it in like kind of in consecutive order in the sense of the same game, just hit replay on the first game because they both saw the Thunder get down big early then fight back, have a chance to win the fourth quarter, and then they can't really get over the hump. But they still fought back. They still played well. I think that as we settle in here to the season a bit more and we get closer and closer to uh, Christmas, as another, it's a big landmark in the NBA. That's uh, whenever a lot of people start paying attention in the NBA is at Christmas. But also, it's just kind of a big point of, okay, at Christmas, it's no longer early. You still have time to kind of make up your season, but it's no longer considered early we're kind of in the thick of it and what needs to what needs to change. I think that as we kind of settle into the season more and get closer to those kind of landmarks of, okay, this is no longer a small sample size. It's clear that the Thunder are a competitive and fun team. And I do not think that that'll present itself to a lot of wins because as we've seen in a lot of these games, the Thunder are scrappy and fun and, and interesting to watch, but their youth, it's just... It's just kind of basketball nature. Your youth is not going to let you close out these games and win these close games late because you're so young, because you're so inexperienced. And it's led to a 6-10 and 10 record, even though they've only gotten really truly blown out twice. Uh, I think that with this team, they might not win a lot of games, but they will force you to play them for 48 minutes. And for a fan perspective, you knew coming into this year the Thunder were not going to compete for championship. You knew that the Thunder were, were going to be trying for a better draft pick than trying for the play-in. And for it to look like this, where it's fun basketball night in and night out, and it's competitive basketball, and they're forcing 
the other team to be uncomfortable. The Celtics wanted to rest their starters on Saturday. The Bucs wanted to as well Friday, but they couldn't. They had to put their guys back in and, and ramp back up. The Lakers had to put their guys back in and ramp back up, and they couldn't ramp up. The Thunder beat them twice on a comeback win. The Celtics and Bucks could kind of face that adversity and ramp back up and, and still win the game. Uh, but for them to play this style of basketball from a fan's perspective is all you can ask for because you know the end goal is to be at the top of the heap in the draft. But it could look like the Houston Rockets, who are 1-15, look, look entirely disinterested. They don't play anything that's even close to exciting basketball. And their 1-15 record is as bad as, it, as, you, as you would think a 1-15 record is. It could look like that. And so luckily for the Thunder and their friends, it does not look like that. And they have a fun team to root for. Now, at the end of the day, the goal is to get the number one overall pick. And what the Rockets are doing is going to get you closer to that number one overall pick. But the marginal percentage points to trade those off for enjoyment throughout the entire course of an 82-game season uh, is, is pretty well worth a trade-off. And, so, and for some people, it wouldn't be. For some people, they'd rather have the Rockets because all suffer for 82 games of just unwatchable basketball to hopefully have a better has have the best chance to get you know, the top overall top overall guy, but they only got to get to the bottom three. And you look at their at their you know kind of record right now, just going from the West perspective, the Spurs are four and eleven. I don't think they're going to pack it in. I think that there's a chance that they could go above the Thunder. I think that the Kings firing Luke Walton might galvanize them, might end their season. I, I don't really know how this, how that's going to fare. And then the Pelicans, they're three and fifteen. It's tough to gauge what they're going to do. I mean, you would think that Zion comes back, and if he does, that automatically makes them better, and they're still not buried from the play-in itself. So it's just kind of a, a weird Western Conference where nothing's really decided yet on that front. So just get bottom three or close to it for the Thunder and then still play this competitive basketball would be the dream scenario for Oklahoma City. And so they're doing that so far this year. They're, they're playing really good basketball, and it's fun to watch them play. So coming up, we're going to preview – the Hawks game, and also recap how they did against the Bucks and the Celtics. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is incredible. Prize Picks is a place that you want to be. It is the absolute best in daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks is an NBA prop game on the best prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers NBA props uh, and more of them than any other daily fantasy sports prop operator. It offers players like superstars like LeBron James all the way down to bench players like Mike, like Mike Muscala, who oftentimes are overlooked on these daily fantasy apps, but not on price picks. It also has you covered. It helps you kind of gauge how you want to bet the over-under on certain stats, and you can do it any way that you see fit. You can do it from yardages to touchdowns to points to assists to steals. You can even cross over sports. So if you really want to sit down on a Sunday and take the over last night on Luka Doncic and on his points and then take the over on Patrick Mahomes' yards thrown, you could do that as the Mavericks and the Chiefs played, although Luka didn't play, so you had to do that on KP. But still, nonetheless, you could have done that and enjoyed both games with some action on it from Price Picks. All of our users are going to get the promo code NBA. Whenever you put that in, you're going to get 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players for the over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times your entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries, as I mentioned before, about the NFL and NBA comparisons. You can have award-running apps on both your App Store and Google Play Store, so go find Prize Picks on the App Store or Google Play Store. Entries can be made up to 60 seconds or less. 
It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com and use the code NBA. And it's on your app store. And download it today. And PrizePix will be your daily fantasy sports made easy. Use the code locked on the NBA. There's just the code NBA at PrizePix.com. Let's say right now, we're good friends over at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another device lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sport highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of your entertainment together that you love without the hassle. The great way is finally here to get your TV together and faster. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite shows, movies, or sports all in one place. There's no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Directtvstream.com and for those of you looking for a way to stream the Thunder games on Bali Sports Oklahoma, if you live in Oklahoma and you go to directtvstream.com and buy the choice pack, you can get Bali Sports Oklahoma. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We are second listen. Go check out Lockdown Bets. Lockdown Bets is on a heater right now. They're going to win you some money. You will not want to miss it. So go check out Lockdown Bets for free on all platforms. Lockdown Thunder is also free on all platforms. So go check us out as well. Subscribe for free anywhere you get podcasts from, including on YouTube. Now, the Thunder lose to the Bucks 96 to 89. They came from behind, to make it close late, and they had multiple chances in the fourth quarter to win this game. And they just could not get over the hump. Lou Dort had an off game offensively, 10 points on 30% shooting from the floor, breaking his streak of 20 plus point uh, nights in a row this past week. He has six rebounds and assists and a steal. Basically has a really good game in general, except for offensively. I think that that's kind of where the frustration builds for fans is because the offensive success is the easiest one to translate and it's the easiest one to uh, kind of notice. But Baisley's gotten better in every single area of basketball, except his offense is still lacking. And because of that, you're not going to notice how great he is at defensively. You're not going to notice how you know he had such a great defensive night. He blocks Giannis three times because he's shooting so poorly and not having these outbursts offensively. But basically he's played really good defensively this year. He's gotten really better as a passer. He's gotten really better as a ball handler. It's just not falling from offensively. And so we'll see how Baisley can correct that throughout this season because he, he has this whole season to maneuver and this whole season to grow. And it's not going to be taken away from him. We'll see where he's at at the end of the year. That, that's really what it comes down to. But he played really good defense against Giannis and the Bucks. Jeremiah Rump's Earl was really good. Seven points, two rebounds, two assists. Was even better tomorrow, you know, Saturday against the Celtics. Josh Giddy put up a double-double on 50% from the floor. 14 points, 12 rebounds, four assists. Ty Jerome was nice to help this game get close. Mike Muscala continues to be one of the best bench weapons in the entire NBA. Um, I, I think that, I think that if, Mike Muscala was available. A lot of teams would call to try to get him. He's shooting the best of it he ever has from his uh, three-point line for his career, which is a very good three-point shooter in general for his career. Uh, and, and he just has that spark. He just has that kind of it factor about him to get your second unit offense going. Uh, I think that he loves the Thunder too much and his organization too much and the city too much uh, to want out. But teams are going to be calling about him at the deadline. Uh, and I think that it will eventually be led to lead to nowhere and he'll still be a member of the Thunder after the deadline. But he's a very valuable commodity in the NBA at this trade deadline. Uh, but again, I think that he just has too many loyal ties to the Thunder. SGA, we mentioned this weekend, got hurt. 
shot poorly again, 25% from the floor, 15% from three. Now against the Celtics, he still struggled from the floor shooting 30%, but he did shoot three of seven from three for a 42% mark uh, from distance. Three assists, three rounds, and 14 points for SGA against the Celtics. But the big story from the Celtics game was Jeremiah Robinson Earl. JRE was incredible. 45% from the floor, 42% from three, eight rebounds and assists, and 13 points. I think that JRE should be starting. I think that he should be the starter against every team, against every matchup. You sink or swim with your rookie big man who is playing exceptionally well to start his NBA career. I, I think that he has all the tools to be a very important piece to a team to win a championship. Now, is that a, is that a starter? Is that a starting center on a, on a great team? Or is that a sixth, seventh man on a great team? Well, that, well that's yet to be determined. But either way, he's going to be a very important piece and a high-level impact piece for your team. As we've seen so far in his early stages of his career, he plays extremely well against Boston, even though he did not get the start tonight. But the other big story was his fellow rookie, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy had four three-pointers made, eight rebounds, three assists, a steal, and 15 points. Josh Giddy is one of the best center, one of the best rookies, not a center, but one of the best rookies in this class. I, I think that with Josh Giddy, he can beat you in so many ways on any given night that it's fascinating to see how he's going to do it this night. I think that his rebounding skills are elite. I think his passing skills are elite. I think his floater skills are elite. His floater slash runner is elite. I think that if he can just become average from beyond the arc, and that'll take some time. It'll take an off season or two to really round into form from beyond the arc to be just a consistently average three-point shooter, that the sky's the limit for Josh Giddy. And he can have nights where he explodes for four three-pointers. He can also have nights where he goes over two from three, but kind of just leveling out the consistency from beyond the arc of not having those incredibly bad shooting games that he's had before from the floor uh, would be awesome for him. And he's, he's going to do that as time comes. I think that if I had to hitch my wagon to any rookies this year and say those guys are going to be great, the, the list would start with guys like Josh Giddy. I mean, it'd be Josh Giddy, Scotty Barnes, uh, Cade. I mean, it'd be it'd be those kind of guys. I think that Sam Presti took a swing, and it, and it really, really paid off. It really did. Uh, but Ty Jerome was also great tonight. 12 points off the bench and a steal and a rebound with an assist. He was really good and kept this game really close for the Thunder. But coming up, I want to tell you right now that we're going to talk about the Hawks game and preview the Atlanta Hawks game as well. But first, I want to tell you right now about my friends over at Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is an incredible Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. We all love Thanksgiving, all the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert that is not so full of sugar and calories. It's the perfect time for Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious that tastes good. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and plenty of protein. So replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Bilt Bar and... Go for a raspberry pill bar instead of a raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving is not coming soon enough, go to Built Bar for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings to break the ice with some of your family members at Built Bar and a new surprise all month long for a limited time only flavors arriving regularly at BuiltBar.com. So check in at the site often. There's nothing like Built Bar Black Friday either, so mark your calendars because Black Friday will have a ton of of surprises like flavors and deals. And you can always go to Bilbo.com and use our code LOCK15, our code LOCK15, which you 15% off your next order. LOCK15, 15% off your next order at Bilbo.com. This is Jake from Locked On. 
Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you. Thank you, Lockdown Thunder. A part of your daily listen, your daily routine. We're here for you every single day, every single morning. Let's preview this Hawks game. SGA is questionable. Vit is out. Tim Aldon's out. Ty Jerome, I should say Trey Mann is out. And Paul Watson Jr. is out. They're all on the G League assignment. So the injury report again is Vit, Tail, Trey, Paul Watson Jr., and then SGA. Questionable with that ankle injury. For the Hawks, it is Anyeka Nkungwu is out. Uh, DeAndre Hunter is out. And Bogdanovich is questionable with the Hawks. What to watch for tonight? I want to see in this setting where there's the new NBA rules, we're not really calling those uh, up fake fouls where you kind of bait defenders into fouls. I want to see how Lou Dort does defending Trey Young without the, without the benefit of those calls. I think that Trey, the, that Trey Young is still a really good basketball player and still a really an elite basketball player in his own right. But how can Lou Dort defend Trey Young compared to years past whenever you can't bait people into fouls anymore and you can't do those savvy things that, that Young could do and was very good at. Uh, I think that Trey Young will still get his by all means, but I wonder how that matchup will compare to years past. Whenever we go look at kind of the points he put up against Lou Dort recently versus tonight. So I think that'll be a really fun matchup to watch all game long. Also, Darius Baisley is always going to be fun to watch because he plays really good defense. And then can he just get some more offensive flow? He had that great five game stretch. And then since then it's kind of back to some poor offensive play. If SGA plays, Will he be efficient again? Can he can he have those uh, uh, Yogadi efficient numbers that we used to seeing? And then can Josh Giddy build on those shooting nights from this weekend? Shot fifty percent from the floor, fifty percent from the floor on uh, Friday. Shot four threes and you know, made four threes on Saturday. It was really good shooting. So can he do that again in this game? And then who's going to start at center? I mean, Derek Favors got to start recently this weekend. I, I want to see Jerry just take that starting role and run with it and get it for every matchup. Every game, I hope it's Jerry. And I want to see how he plays tonight against Atlanta because he's going to have to switch a lot, and he's used to doing that, and he's a really good defender. So it'll be fun to watch him switch. I think that he's going to be a better matchup uh, to play against Atlanta than a Derek Favors. Keys of the game is going to be eliminating Trey Young. Of course, you have to try to limit Trey Young, especially if you do not have your star in SGA. Uh, you have to also hit your threes to create good looks from three and hit them because the Hawks are going to be able to blitz in threes uh, like no other. And then also win the battle of transition. I mean, you look at these Thunder games, if they ever lose the transition battle, they lose the game. And when they win the transition battle, it's a lot more competitive and they oftentimes win the game. So I want to see them continue that trend and continue to help win the battle of transition. The bet of the day is Oklahoma City. 
plus 11 and a half. And the Thunder Moneyball pick is Mike Muscala back in Atlanta. I want to see him win the Moneyball pick, which is who leads the team in three-pointers made. So coming up tonight, we're going to recap the Hawks game. And then all throughout the week, we'll have a very fun episode, such as on Thursday, a special Thanksgiving episode. What Thanksgiving food correlates with each Thunder player? So if you can look forward to, you can send me your suggestions on Twitter at Riley underscore Styles. So until then, be good and be good to one another. This has been Locked on Thunder on Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 